This is the Discover Demelza podcast, episode six. You are listening to the Discover Demelza podcast, where you will join with Demelza in learning new things that will benefit your physical, mental, and spiritual health and well-being. Discover Demelza is sponsored by Your Natural Choice, supplier of Moore's Original Ointment. Considered the best under the sun in the Victorian era, this continues to be an effective and soothing all-natural cream that is kind to your skin. Don't miss out on this great product. Get yours today. Also sponsored by Cheeky Monkey Safaris, your ideal choice for an amazing safari adventure in the Serengeti Plains and other spectacular national parks in Tanzania. Book now to take advantage of a holiday of a lifetime. And now, your host, artist, entrepreneur, and Christ follower, Demelza Marie. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you know that over 140 million cards are exchanged on this holiday? It's also a popular day for engagements and weddings. There are many ways in which we can celebrate. A lot of people exchange cards, as already mentioned, as well as chocolates, flowers, and jewelry. Many will go out for a meal at a restaurant or do some other romantic activity. All these are good things, but we shouldn't limit our expression of love to just one day of romance. We should also find ways to express our love for one another throughout the year. Based on the book by Gary Chapman on the five love languages, I want to share some ideas with you. According to Gary's research, there are five love languages, and every person speaks those languages. However, some will speak one variant higher than the others. For example, if your love language is to receive gifts, then you'll enjoy buying things for those you love and you'll feel loved when people buy something for you. Everyone will enjoy and appreciate this to some degree, but for some, this is the most important expression of love. For others, it'll be nice, but not necessarily mean anything that significant. So, Let's look at the five love languages in brief and listen out for the one with which you resonate most. What can you not live without? What energizes you most when you are the recipient of such expressions of love? Put the five love languages in the order of importance to you and then do the same for your significant other. Or if you can, ask them to evaluate their own love language based on the following information too. Once you know your own love language and that of those you care about, you can learn to express love in ways that the recipient will really feel it. For example, it's no good for someone to give a gift to someone whose love language of gifts is at the bottom of their list and expect that person to feel as loved as they possibly can be. While they may appreciate it, if their love language is quality time, then the best way you can show your love to that person is to spend time with them talking or doing something with them. Giving them a gift but not spending quality time with them will mean it's possible they could actually feel unloved. So here are the five love languages. One, words of affirmation. Two, acts of service. Three, receiving gifts. Four, quality time. And five, physical touch. So let's go with the first one, words of affirmation. This uses words to affirm other people. 
Those for whom this is their primary love language, your words are vitally important. Your words can make them feel loved or rejected. They love words that encourage them, build them up, and show your appreciation or respect. However, conversely, they are more easily hurt by words that tear down, discourage, and make them feel like they're not important or valuable to you. So how do you interact with this kind of person? Criticism or negative words can be harder for these people to accept than others because they can feel like they've let you down, they don't measure up, or you really just don't care about them, or maybe even like them. The Bible says that we should all be careful about our words and to use words that build one another up. It also says that our tongues are small, but powerful. While we should always seek to use our words wisely with everyone regardless of love language, those for whom words are their top love language will be especially sensitive. These people will love reading love notes in their lunchboxes or receiving a text expressing your love or respect for them while they work hard at the office or look after the home. When they do something nice for you, they'll want to hear your appreciation. If they're discouraged about something in life, your words can change their whole perspective by knowing that you are for them. They will also be sensitive to your enthusiasm, or lack of it, for things that are important to them. How do you recognize this kind of person? You will often find these people are those who are encouragers and who seek to build others up and are sensitive to the needs of others. Okay, number two, acts of service. Actions speak louder than words. For these people, what you do is more important than what you say. You can say I love you till you're blue in the face, but if you're not backing that up by showing it, then that person will not feel very loved. This kind of person feels loved when you take the initiative in doing things such as chores, fixing things, helping out, running errands, and generally doing things to help ease burdens or go above and beyond what's called for, like noticing something that needs to be done and doing it without being asked, or doing something that doesn't, quote, need to be done, but you choose to do it anyway to be a blessing. So, how do you interact with this kind of person? Look for ways in which you can serve them in practical ways. Are they super busy and can't keep on top of the chores? Why not pitch in and start helping? Offering to help them with something they normally do would probably be a welcome surprise. For example, does your wife normally cook dinner? Why not cook something yourself and give her a night off, if you can cook? Does something need fixing in the house? Can you do that? Can you love your husband by doing something he would normally do, like taking out the trash or dealing with paperwork? Just asking in what ways you can help ease some burdens would be a huge encouragement. They'll probably have plenty of ideas. So how do you recognize this kind of person? They will most likely be proactive in doing things for others. They're often involved in various ministries and are often the first to volunteer to help a person with a practical need. Receiving gifts. What makes them feel most loved is to receive a gift. These people cherish things they're given. Some might consider them to be hoarders because it's hard for them to let go of things that mean something to them. It's not just an item for them. There is meaning attached to that item and that makes it hard to part with it. So how do you interact with this kind of person? 
Surprising your loved one with gifts is going to mean a lot to them. This could be bringing flowers home on the odd occasion or a box of chocolates. This could be finding something at the store when you went out for something else, but noticed something that would be really appreciated by your loved one. Birthdays, Christmas, anniversaries and Valentine's Day, as well as Mother's and Father's Day if appropriate, would all be important dates to remember as far as gifts go. If you forget to give them something on those days, or don't invest much thought into a gift, they can feel it keenly. Also, be aware of their need to hang on to things more than you might. An item may not have much significance to you, but it could have a lot of meaning to them. So how do you recognize this kind of person? They are likely to be the ones that enjoy giving things to others. They'll be the ones that send birthday cards and gifts to friends, making homemade gifts to encourage others, as well as thinking of others when they see something that reminds them of that person. They often buy themselves things as treats and rewards, so they can often be shoppers. Quality time. This is all about giving the other person your undivided attention. This person is going to especially enjoy those times when you're spending time together. They love to talk and do things with people. They just love being in your presence. And it doesn't really matter what you're doing so much, as long as you're doing it together. So how do you interact with this kind of person? Note that this is about undivided attention, not just being in their presence. Doing stuff on your phone or tablet whilst in their presence does not count. Watching movies is not the best option either, since you're not actually interacting with each other. If you're on a date, put all other distractions away. Who is most important anyway? As already mentioned, the activity engaged in is not as important as doing it together, so make sure you're involved or engaged, and not coming across as just doing it because you have to. They'll pick up on that and won't enjoy the time as much because what they're really wanting is you. They want to know what you think about stuff, to enjoy a good laugh together, and to make memories. They will have better memories of a time just chatting, if you're engaged, than doing a fun activity if you're not engaged. So make engagement and attention to them your priority, and you should both make some good memories. How do you recognize this kind of person? They will be the ones wanting to make memories, so are likely to want to do various things that they enjoy with those that they love. They are likely to make suggestions of doing things as well as to make time to want to have meaningful conversations. And lastly, physical touch. Nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate touch. They love hugs, holding hands, pats on the back, arm around the shoulders, hand on the knee, massages, and other such things where your bodies are touching. This doesn't just mean sex, although it often does include that. They love being in close proximity to you, like sitting together on the sofa with linked arms, for example. So, how do you interact with this kind of person? They will feel really loved when you initiate physical contact with them. Giving them a hug or holding their hand or other suggestions as already mentioned will energize them and boost their sense of happiness and feeling loved. It's almost like they're being plugged into you as an energy source. So look for ways in which you can appropriately touch them in various places. At home, you can be more full-on, but out in public, 
they will also feel treasured and prized if you want to claim them by holding their hand or putting your arm around them. Obviously, in public, it's good not to overdo the public display of affection, so do keep appropriateness in mind. However, I often smile when I see a couple holding hands as they walk or have their arms around each other as they stop to observe something or while in church. How do you recognize this kind of person? They are likely to be considered the huggy types. They could also come across as clingy at times because they just love being close to you and feel energized by your touch. If you feel that your special someone is clingy, remember that they may just be expressing their love for you or feeling a need to feel loved because of having a bad day or any number of reasons. So those are the five love languages. Do you have an idea which one is your top? What about your significant other? Very often you'll find that love languages can vary quite significantly between you and some of the conflicts that arise in your relationships are because you're not speaking each other's love language. If you think you're loving someone and they complain of not feeling loved, then it can be discouraging because you may be doing everything you can and it's just not being appreciated. Hopefully this podcast gives you a little insight as to how you may be able to enjoy a deeper relationship with those you love as a result of speaking their love language and them speaking yours. When you feel loved by those you love, it can energize you to cope with the challenges of life in a new way. If you're still unsure which is your top love language, you can take the test on the Five Love Languages website. You can also learn more about the love languages and how they apply there too, since I only really scratched the surface in this podcast. I would totally recommend buying the book and working through that together. Also, it's worth noting that love languages can sometimes change depending on who you're interacting with. For example, a person's top love language may be physical touch with their spouse, but maybe quality time with their family and friends, so it's worth being aware of these differences too. They're not always different, but they can be. Many couples and other family or friend relationships have found that applying these things makes a huge difference to the improvement of those relationships. So, this Valentine's Day, why not take the time to learn each other's love languages and apply it to how you romance your loved one today and throughout the years ahead? I hope that you experience much love from one another and live with no regrets as you rejoice in the good gifts God has given you. You have been listening to the Discover Demelza podcast. If you found today's episode helpful, please go to the website at discoverdemelza.com to find the podcast notes with links relevant to today's topic. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Have a great week.